This is Cleveland. This is Lindsay. And this is another episode of The Devil You Don't Know. Lindsay, what are we going to talk about this weekend? We're going to continue our talking about veganism. We're going to interview with Simon Miranda, the owners of the Black Sheep Inn in Hammondsport, New York. Yeah, I know we promised you guys that a couple of weeks ago, but we had some scheduling stuff. But it's it's a really, trust me, it's a really good interview. They're a charming British couple, and you guys are going to love it. But before we get into that piece, uh, let's just talk about the week so far. So, Lindsay, what's something interesting vegan that you've eaten this week? So this week we have not eaten out. Mm-hmm. I've cooked every day this week. Amazing. It's a big thing for us. Big thing. Well, we were in Lancaster last weekend. Did we eat out vegan? Yes, we did. We went to the, uh, the, t- uh, we went to. Oh, we went to a Thai place. Yeah. Suko it Thai. wasn't so good. So we cooked in the next night. It was okay. The, 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 the wraps they had. Were oh, right. The rice rolls, like the yeah. fresh veggie rice rolls, the yeah. raw were really good. And now we actually, you know what, I'll go ahead and say that we actually have been pretty much eating almost fully raw this week because we had our version of those at home, right? With a teriyaki sauce that I made. We also had that cold peanut noodle salad last night with the brown rice ramen noodles and all the fresh veggies in it. Yeah. If I if I and had access to Big Daddy Kane's music, I know you don't know who Big Daddy Kane is. No, I don't. He had a song no called I Get R-A-W. I get raw. Cleveland. <laughs> but he was talking about veganism. My dad is going to listen to this. Oh, is that listen to Anyway. I can't account for your dirty mind, but go ahead. I'm not the one who said that. But I get raw. But anyway. <laughs> and what else did we have? Well, tonight we had a really awesome vegan Caesar salad that I made with uh, the daring Cajun chicken. Right. That yeah. was pretty good. So we've been yeah, pretty much eating like salads and stuff with raw veggies all week just to use what we have here. And what did you do? Did you do anything special to get out of your comfort zone this week? I wonder. I started my meditation training. So it was actually the end of last week. And I think you heard me say that I was out of my comfort zone because I had to go into a Zoom breakout room. And I'm really uncomfortable with people I don't know. And I had that feeling again, like when I went on my meditation retreat. When I joined the Zoom room, I was like, oh, my God, why did I join this training? Yeah. But it turned out that someone else in the training actually <laughs> was very similar to me. Yeah. And and for me, what you did to Yeah. Me, what did you do that was uh, out of your comfort it's zone? It's also the same thing. You, you tried to make me meditate and I started. And, and, oh, and, my God. Yeah. Right. It was a 10 minute mindfulness practice and you had palpitations immediately and I squinted one eye open and you were cheating. Yeah, you were t- cheating. You were typing. So it didn't even count. So now you have to do it again. I have to do it again. But as, as we're both therapists, um, you know, I need to find out what happened in my inner, ch- in, in what's wrong with Cleveland's inner child that it's hard for him to see. I already know. Do you want me to tell you or do you want to no, just we'll figure leave it, it out on your own? We'll leave it as the season finale. Uh, oh, of season one. Of season one, yeah. we'll 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 leave that mystery for season one. But for for right now, Cleveland th- can't be quiet. Uh, that you know what? If you ask that to so many people, they will probably tell you that's true. But thank you for listening to this intro, and we're going to get right into our interview with Simon and Miranda. <laughs> hope you enjoy, and then we will uh, wrap up the show. And we hope you go and visit them at the Black Sheep and in Spa in Hammondsport, New York, one of our favorite places to go. The first thing that we always do when we record is talk about something awesome vegan that we ate this week. So you guys can share something. And Simon, it can totally be your wife's cooking or something else. 
well, of course, she's right next to me, so it it has to be about Miranda's cooking because it is, uh, it, you know, I I say to people, I got really lucky. Um, although Miranda isn't a professionally trained chef, she's got this knack of just putting together food stuff that is uh, very tasty, very flavoursome, but also has the right textures and what have you. So I think she's the, she's she's proved herself as being more than capable of transitioning from uh, non-vegan cooking to vegan cooking. Nice. Uh, what more can I say? I think. Uh, what did she, she feed you this week? Well, we uh, it's not been as the standard week because we 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 went away for a couple of days. It was our wedding anniversary, so I have to say we we went up into the Adirondacks and it's. Um, you ate burgers. I ate. Burgers. <laughs> this is what he does. Given the chance, anytime, anywhere. Oh, real burgers. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Miranda would never allow that. <laughs> you mean? No. <laughs> uh, well, we 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 are totally one hundred percent vegan, um, and um, no, I've all, I mean you know I've I've always been a, a fan of burgers of whatever type uh, is permissible, um, and uh, yeah. So where we went, there wasn't a tremendous amount of choice, as is often the case. Um, so I stuck to what I like, which is burgers. I mean, Miranda had a bit more variety to, to, to uh, what she ate, but um, but we've just like two minutes ago, we finished uh, what would you call that? A vegan shepherd's pie uh, with uh, peas and, and beans, which is great. It's one of my one of my favorites, and Very nice. we just managed to put it together. Simon, you have a companion here that I've entered the sandwich phase of my life, and so I like to come home. <laughs> Lindsay knows I love burgers, but I like to come home and we have bean sprouts and a bunch of vegan meat and cheese. And I got some, uh, what, what kind of vinegar did I get when we were in, in Lancaster? Uh, jalapeno lime. Oh, jalapeno lime vinegar. And I just splashed that all on a sandwich and it's amazing. But Miranda, so, so it's all about, as usual, it's all about Simon, as usual. Oh, I'm just kidding, Simon. Well, that's what the one. guys have in common, Miranda. <laughs> they, I always say, right, your superpower and your kryptonite is the same thing. And for Cleve, it's people-pleasing and talking. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just talking. Sometimes that pleases people. But Miranda, what, what was something vegan that you ate this week that you like? Uh, we have in that restaurant on our anniversary. That was pretty decent uh, cauliflower curry. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Gavin. Uh, I'm gonna name check. <laughs> Did you? Where'd you go? The, the green? Where'd you go? The green elephant? Where's the name of the place? Uh, this was in. Uh, you know, you just Gavin. Uh, Gavo. Gavo. Uh, we now call him yeah. not Gavo. No, this was the argument that we were in, um, in Saranac Lake, where oh. we had the curry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sounds delicious. It's like oftentimes folks, you know, when I tell, because I actually went 100% vegan in the last month and folks are always like, well, what do you finally. eat? And, and, and I know finally. And it's like, what did you say? What did I, well, Lindsay just finally was like, just was like, listen, either you're going to go vegan or, or, or you're out of here. Or you're out of here. So I was like, I, <laughs> yeah. I thought of Simon kicking a bunch of rocks on Abbey Road and, I was like, let me, let me do, let me go, go vegan also. 
Yeah. And happy anniversary to you guys, too. We just we're actually celebrating our fifth anniversary in December. And we so. saw your um, your anniversary, uh, your wedding pictures, I think it was. And they were uh, awesome. I thought, uh, like, you, you, you posing in the wedding dress and signed and being super cool, as always. I thought that was uh, that was an awesome thing. So congratulations <laughs> to you, seriously. Oh, yeah. So how did you guys meet? We met online. We, we spent a lot of time kind of courting through, well, initially through typing at each other and then talking for hours on the phone like a pair of teenagers. And then uh, finally plucking up courage to meet in a bar in the center of the city and um yeah we it, you know I, I remember bringing her the night before and saying it's either going to be one of the greatest uh, days of my life or it's going to be a, an awful crushing disappointment and um so i you know I, it's it, a crushing disappointment but i just <laughs> i picked myself up and thought it'll do <laughs> yeah i was gonna say being british it probably was a combination of the two it was uh, most amazing and a uh, and a disappointment. But I've seen you guys in person. I know you love each other, and I, and it's funny that great minds think alike because about five years ago too is how I met uh, Lindsay, um, and I think we had a similar uh, courtship where it was talking online and then we started talking on the phone. And then I also met her in the city center. It wasn't in the UK, but it was here in New York City. And so great minds do think alike. Yeah, and he was late on our first date. And I'll never let it all put down. So, <laughs> oh, so how long have you been vegan, Miranda? Um, oh, we went on the same day. Yeah, uh, that's the Yeah, it was the second second of January, twenty sixteen. Oh, so you both did it together? Yeah. Well, I I, I, I think I didn't have much choice, but I, I wanted to. I wanted to. We went for completely different reasons. Um, Miranda's been a vegetarian ever since she was a child, and I think she just got to the point where she felt shame, shame about you know supporting the dairy industry. Yeah. What a hideous industry! For me, it was totally selfish. I mean, I was meeting dairy guy when I met her, um, but I had a, a a string of health issues, if you like. Um, nothing too major, but you put in combination, you know, I was going in the wrong direction with all sorts of health indices, if you like. And mm -hmm. uh, so um, we made the decision to go on the same day. Um, I felt I felt different. I felt better after a couple of weeks. And then I had a bunch of tests retaken after being vegan for six weeks. And all of the, uh, all, all of the signs had been reversed. Um, I come off blood pressure tablets, which I was on. I was no longer borderline diabetic. My cholesterol was normal for a guy my age. Uh, I also suffered from IBS, and um, I also always tended to have really bad sinus trouble if I caught a cold. All of that went, and I can honestly say to, to you that you know I, I haven't had any illnesses since then. Um, so it, it, you know, and I, I don't know whether I feel any better, but I mean, I certainly haven't got any of those conditions anymore. So. Um, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, I, you know, I like to think it was a great move, really. Yeah, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We did an episode just on veganism, and I was saying how I had like horrible psoriasis that went away like within two weeks of going vegan. And like for years, I was like afraid to let anybody see anything on my legs because of it. And Cleve had a similar experience with his 
health as well. But what motivated you guys to go vegan? I mean, I know Miranda, for you, you were already vegetarian and I know the dairy industry is really disgusting, but Simon, what, like, did you, was it a big, must've been a big jump for you, right? Going from meat and dairy eating person to cutting everything out. Uh, we, 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 I mean, I certainly backed off we, before we went vegan. I mean, we've been together nine years. So uh, we, we were together for a couple of years uh, before we both went vegan. So I certainly had, uh, you know, backed away from uh, some of the worst excesses, red meat and stuff. So it wasn't it wasn't an overnight complete transformation, but um, we both you know we both lingered with the dairy side of things. You know, cheese and stuff that was uh, something we both still uh, you know went for. But no, I mean I suppose it's possibly because uh, I I grew up in a home where just I mean look to be honest with you I'm I'm just a big eater. So if anybody puts anything in front of me, I virtually never leave anything. <laughs> I'm the same. Only one or two stuff I could eat before I could see. So this has been the easiest thing for me to do, as I say, particularly because Miranda is such a good cook. So I honestly haven't missed any of the the, of the meat dairy stuff. And the other thing I you know I say to people is that since we went vegan, uh, the range and availability of uh, vegan or farm based food stuff that successfully mimics meat and dairy is just it's gone through the roof. I mean there's there's so much choice now in, in uh, supermarkets uh, for food that quite honestly, you know, you could easily be fooled into thinking that it was meat and dairy. And we get that a lot here at the end with guests saying, I can't believe this isn't a real sausage. Not, not or it is a real sausage. Not with our not with our friends that came. They were like, what is this? What is this madness in their New York? I want to ask Miranda a question, right? Because the whole idea of the show is about change. So, and about being afraid to change. So Miranda, like what drove you to, you know, I, I, Simon gives a big song and dance and I do appreciate you, Simon, but we all know um, that the real reason you became vegan is your wife made you because that's why I became vegan. No, I'm just teasing. I believe it's for all those reasons. But Miranda, what what was that drove you? Because I, I, I've seen you, we've talked, and, and you're very, very passionate uh, about this cause. So what was it that made you make that change? Because a lot of folks can't give up. Simon brought out a good point. How it was hard for you guys to kick the dairy and the cheese. So what was it that drove you to say, hey, I'm going to put all this stuff aside and I'm going to become a full vegan? I, I, I wasn't, I guess, if I was, I wasn't really struggling to get rid of dairy, uh, but as soon as I realised the truth of dairy and eggs, um, as soon as I realised that I'd actually been kidding myself for most, well, all of my adult life, that I was doing no harm because I actually believed that. And it's like a, an epiphany, really, where you realise that cows aren't the only mammals that lactate to the mould. You know, they, they actually have to be pregnant and give birth to produce milk and um, to continue to produce milk. <laughs> they have their babies taken away and they their milk for human consumption and we're the only mammals that continue to drink milk weaning onto solid food, it's really bizarre, and um, learning about the egg industry as well. I think just seeing, seeing the horrors of the truth of that and just, 
not being able to live with myself if I didn't make the change. I just didn't, didn't want any of that in my body. I didn't want to compromise. I didn't want to feel um, morally corrupt, really. Um, so, yeah, I just, yeah, that, that, that was it, really. I had a couple of conversations with a, a friend who, you know, had, had started following a vegan diet because she had her migraines and uh, high blood pressure and she was telling me about what a fantastic result she's got, you know, and how quickly she got it. And then I watched a few Netflix documentaries like Accuracy and Talks All Night and all of the usual suspects and that just, you know, that was it. That drew a line in the sun. That was it. There's no going back. So the date was set. And the 1st of January, you can't change anything because you've got a cracking handover from the night before. <laughs> and I think it's bad when you feel like that. So 2nd of January, that was it. That was it. No looking back. No problem, really. And lots of times it's fun, really, knowing that you're going to do that. Yeah. Looking at the changes that you're going to implement, looking at the different milks you were going to introduce. Um, it was pretty easy, really. There's a lot of food that you eat is vegan anyway. You just don't yeah. call it vegan. You just call it food. I think we, can't, we, we kind of planned to go on that date. And in that process of planning, you know, we, we looked at things, the documentaries, as Miranda said. And once you see these things, you can't really unsee them. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, I mean, the, the, the interesting thing is, you know, we come at, we've come into veganism from totally different directions. Um, if I hadn't met Miranda, I, I'm, I'm, I'm undoubtedly I'd still be meat dairy because I was still sort of, you know, walking around with my eyes shut. Yeah, and um, you eat what you and unless you choose to see the horrors of what is in the freezer compartment or the refrigerator yeah. in the grocery store, you're just going to carry on. Eating as you've always eaten, aren't you? Well, yeah. But I mean, after all these years, I do see. You know, I do get it. I do. I do look at at, at things very much more in the way that uh, Miranda has has you know has just described. And you know, we do have conversations with people who, uh, you know, with people who come to the end who who try veganism, but they but they could they couldn't give up cheese, so they've gone back. Um, and and you know, I just think well. Quite honestly, it is easy to do if you just make set your mind to doing it. It's like giving up anything else. It's like giving up smoking, giving up alcohol. At the end of the day, if you make that decision, you want to do it. I can't. Under, I can't personally understand why people can't see that through. I mean, I think there are addictive qualities in in, in tea. Yes. Yes. And, and that, that's one one thing about it. But then, equally, I think I'm not really understand. The cruelty of it because I just don't mm. believe that you can you can see that and think oh, I like cheese. I'm going to Well, I I was we talked about that a couple of weeks ago and it's it's really like if you actually look at the dairy industry, I was saying that all of the studies that are done on why you need dairy products for calcium are all done by the Dairy Farmers Association in America. So it's like Woody Harrelson got criticized for it. Um, but it was actually a funny joke that he made several years ago on Saturday Night Live about uh, about COVID. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but he was like, it's like listening to the drug cartels tell you, stay home um, and we're going to give you this drug that everyone needs. And so sometimes folks don't realize that these studies 
the USDA and all these other organizations are sponsored by big, I'm going to say something that uh, college drop it says, big milk. Um, and it's sponsored by big milk. And there is kind of like a money conspiracy, this idea that you need milk, you need cheese. Um, Simon, I want to ask you a quick question. I have, we are all men, handsome men of a certain age. I want to say that you, 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 you English W. Uh, but I have, I have a friend who's about our age, and this guy, if he listens to the show, he's going to be upset with me. I got a couple friends who listen to the show, and they've told me, but you, you, you didn't really describe me the right way. So, so I'm going to apologize to you, as I say, uh, to this gentleman as I say this. But he goes to the gym, he works out, and when I went, we went out to dinner the other day, and I decided I'm only going to have broccoli and rice. And he's like, come on, bro, you're 50 years old, you need meat, and you're not going to... And there's this idea that certain men have that real men aren't vegan. And so I just want to talk to you about that. Like, what how, What are your thoughts on that, um, about men and veganism? Well, it's, with all due respect to your friend, it's nonsense, isn't it? It's, a, it, it's a, the, What you eat has got absolutely no connection with your manliness. Um, you know, it's, it, your manliness is, 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 is fundamentally about your character, your behavior. It's got nothing at all to do with what you put in your body. Um, so I, 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 you know, I've, I've had conversations with people, uh, generally about, um, why don't people question things? Why, you know, I, I, I mean, are our education systems, I'm not knocking the, the American one any more than the UK one is, are our education systems not teaching our children to question things. I, I, I think the answer is they, they don't appear to be. Um, and so these connections are made between one thing and another. And they're really spurious connections. You know, I mean, seriously, I, I just don't get it. I don't get that. And, I'm, and I've, I've had all this. I've, I've had it as well. Not to any great extent. Um, I think... Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt. Yeah. We've, we've got a, a couple of guests that are hardcore vegans um, in the medical profession, um, and, and they they tour internationally at tour. They 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 conversate vegans nationally, and they found a way to shift their conversations to include um, the, an element about plant-based eating. And I know that. Um, Safety of the of the couple was saying to me that uh, after, after like these events, doctors will be milling around and there'll be like some sort of buffet or something, and they're all standing around eating and they're all like apologising to her for not eating plant-based. It'll say to them, "Well, the way you want your erection to be is entirely your business." Yes. There's actually, it's funny that you say that because that's what I was thinking about. There's an actually in the Bronx. And when we moved to the Bronx, I was appalled at how unhealthy the community is here. We would go to the kids' baseball games and everything is hot dogs and soda. Like you couldn't even get water here. And in Montefiore Hospital, which is a big hospital in the Bronx, there's a cardiologist, Dr. Ostfeld. And if you look him up, you can find all the podcasts he's been on. But he has a whole plant-based wellness clinic. And he said that he does a lot of work with like erectile dysfunction and cardiology. And he said that there's two types of cardiologists, cardiologists that are vegan and plant-based and then cardiologists who don't do the research. And, and for all the men, and for all the men out there listening, I want you to understand you have two women uh, talking about the importance of erections 
So, so take a clue. Listen, listen up. Take a clue. I want to ask you a question, uh, Miranda. I'm going to start with you, and, and this is something Lindsay's encountered in her own family. Why do you think so many people are opposed to to veganism? Like some, like you, you could tell somebody you are a murderer, and they'll accept you faster. I feel like, and I talked to somebody at work about this than being a vegan. Like, hey, I, I killed like five or six people, um, but I'm a vegan, and they're like, oh, what? So, so Miranda, why do you think? What, what do you think that's about? Uh, I think that it uh, it makes people think in that brief moment where they hear that word vegan, because I don't think there's any argument that we need to continue to eat animals and destroy the planet. I, I truly believe that you're reflecting um, back at them parts of themselves that they don't want to confront. Because right. as well as people finding it really offensive that you're vegan, or maybe offensive is a bit too strong a word, people will often say, oh, I don't eat much meat. So they look like kind of they're embracing the idea that it's maybe not the best idea for their health and for animals, etc. But they don't want to fully face up, face up to it. And I think as well, they expect all vegans to be a little bit preachy. And it is tempting to be a little bit creepy when yes, you are. it is. You know, stand from the moral high ground. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I always try not to be. If people ask me, then they'll get it with both barrels. But um, all gun metaphors, they're not really creepy yeah. now, are they? But, I, 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 you know, because we, we, obviously we're vegan and we're increasingly getting more and more vegans coming and staying with us, but I, I, I still think that proportionately we have more non-vegans staying with us than vegans, and that's because there are way more non-vegans than there are vegans in in the overall population. So we do, we do these kind of conversations come up from time to time, but it's where we're approached. We don't, we don't you know, I, we, I honestly can tell you we don't start these conversations, and, um, and, and sometimes, you, you know, you get the, the feeling that people are Attacking you in a, in in some respects, and I t- I tend to put people on the back foot a wee bit by saying to them, because as you know, I I do the serving. Miranda does all the hard work. I just talk a load of rubbish and, and put the plates on the table. And Simon, you look beautiful doing it. I just want to tell you that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a real bromance, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, um, but no, but, I, but I, the point I made earlier is the point that I think makes people, oh, okay. And it's, and when I say, you know, we, we came into veganism from entirely different directions. You know, uh, Miranda was very much about the big picture and cruelty to animals, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas for me, it was purely selfish. And that's when they go, what do you mean? And that's when I tell them about my health and how that was turned around literally within a couple of weeks. Um, and that does make some people go, hmm, okay. And then, you know, uh, after a two-night stay, which is the average, so they've had two breakfasts, and they'll, you know, people will talk at the table and they say, you know, that butter that you use, and I can't believe it's not dairy butter, but we, we're going to look out for it in the, in the supermarket. What, what's the brand name? So it's it's little steps. We don't expect to trans- transform anybody. We're not trying to do that. We're just being ourselves. Um, but I think that, you know, it, we've had a, We've had an impact on a number of people in terms of at least they're thinking about things because it isn't just cruelty. It's about your health. 
And surely, surely that's the message that should be, be, be you know, trumpeted through the education system, but more importantly through the health system. Um, you know, and Lindsay mentioned it earlier. You've got you've got you've got cardiologists that that aren't talking about diet. Well, I mean that's terrible omission. You know, they should they should think that that is one aspect of of anybody's health regime that should not be ignored. Right. I think it's because we live in a society where we don't want prevention. Right. We want to treat everything because that's where the doctors make all their money is by prescribing medication and performing surgery. So the few doctors. Right. And, and if I guess in comparison to the number of doctors that do these kinds of procedures, like there's such a small percentage of them that believe in diet. But I wanted to say what was actually interesting is when we first met you guys, we came for Cleve's 50th birthday in July and we booked the inn and I actually didn't know it was vegan. And so when I saw, when I like looked deeper on your website, I was so excited because I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I can never even eat anything anywhere. <laughs> well, we, that's the comment that we get from vegans. And we, we, you know, we've lived through this ourselves. So we, we, uh, when we lived in Europe, we used to do a lot of city breaks. When we, when we went away, we wanted to, have a little bit of luxury so we would you know we'd go to maybe a four-star hotel or something like that but you could almost guarantee that that four-star hotel would not provide anything of any substance that was vegan so we we always had to look for a hotel that we like the look of and then search the locality for a vegan cafe where we could go and eat our breakfast that was within a reasonable walk you know and, and so when people come and book with us that's the kind of comment that they make. It's, it's just nice to not have to think about whether I can eat this or drink this. Uh, it is. And I felt like for me, like what I love about coming and staying with you guys is that the breakfast is so relaxed. I feel like sometimes I sit there for two hours and I'm like, I have my coffee and then I have Miranda's granola and muffins. And then I have my other meal. And I'm like, this is so relaxing because Cleve knows that when I go on vacation, like I don't want the bill right away. I want to sit and I want to enjoy. So I, it's such a great concept you have. And it really, it's so everything is vegan there, right? All of your toiletries. Uh, there's really like a lot of like, ethics that go into your business so like was that after you became vegan and you came to america was that something that you thought like we're just going to bring a vegan business here how did you get there yeah uh, we, we both wanted to change we both wanted to work for ourselves and you know having having become vegan i kind of became really passionate about it and wanted to think of the way that actually just be our authentic selves and, and earn enough money to, to live on. So I think that's, that's really our starting point. And I actually knew that I didn't want to compromise. I don't want, you know, I had friends say, well, what if somebody wanted dairy milk? Which you get it for them. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why our friends went to the Roscoe Diner immediately after. It, it's so interesting. I was like t- talking to my buddy that came out with us and it almost, if they listen to the show, they'll, they'll know, but it almost destroyed our friendship, like how badly they reacted, you know, um, to, to the food. And it's like, dude, like, just give it a try. It's right? a muffin. It's a muffin. I mean, it, it's, so what <laughs> yeah. doesn't have like 
animal fat and protein in it. It's a muffin and it's delicious. And, and it, which goes back, and, and, and I know Lindsay's asking you guys about how you started your business, but it just goes back to like this, this stigmatism that people have against being vegan, you know, and it's just so bizarre. Go ahead. I just wanted to add that comment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think veganism, unfortunate label we i don't think we use it on our website we talk about plant oh we do it okay sorry <laughs> what do i know um, hey i i i disagree i think that we just need to just interchange the two words you know uh, i mean yeah. i think vegan means a lot of things other than plant-based and mm-hmm. we can, i think we can you know the busy move between the two yeah it, it, the i think some people just think it, it, it's a weird word or it has been you know because it's fairly new to most people's uh, vocabulary. It's a weird word, so we must be weird too. I mean, you know, there are, I think also there's a, there's a sort of a vision that people have is that we're all a bunch of hippies. I mean, we are. We are. Well, I am a little bit. I think Miranda might be too. Yeah, we are. And Simon, I think, what's, what? the, what's the name of your rock group? Uh, uh, tell, tell us the name of the rock group again. Swill? I can't remember it. Well, oh yeah. We're, yeah, we're, um, we're, uh, in the process of uh, recording another another album, um, and uh, it's all it's all good stuff. Yes, yeah? um, it's my my outlet. And I was actually saying to Cleve, I see all of your posts about when you have a little bit of availability, and I thought, my God, if kids didn't live here anymore, we would probably be taking advantage of all of that. Um, but I think I think the other thing, and I'd love for you guys to talk a little bit about your business. But one of the things that I love is that. When we come there, we've actually met, we met another couple, I think when we were there for Labor Day weekend and we've actually stayed in touch with them and they're not vegan, but they've lost a tremendous amount of weight. And they said that before they lived a healthier lifestyle, they never, ever would have stayed at a place like you're in. So it's interesting how people are attracted to a healthier lifestyle, right? Even if they're not vegan. We have a number of people who um, are trying to be more plant-based, who are trying to have a meat-free day. And, you know, all praise to that because I think that that makes a huge change to actually the, the planet and the, the demand on the milk, meat and dairy industries. And that's the way that we are going to be able to make changes by, you know, encouraging the companies that produce that meat and dairy to provide plant-based alternatives and to show that there's a demand for it, I think, rather than the government popping up the meat and dairy. One, one thing that was uh, I, I read recently that, that I, I found fascinating is that um, during the early years of COVID, I think we are talking 2020, 2021, during that period, uh, the consumption of red meat in the United Kingdom went down by 17%. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's industry changing. You know, that's, that's an awful big uh, percentage uh, less. And here's There's a, been a bit of a bounce back, you know, it's gone back up a, a little bit, but it hasn't recovered fully. And I think, you know, to me, it just, well, people had time to think. People had time to take stock of their life. And, you know, obviously a lot of people, they talk about big resignation and, and what have you. I think there's just one aspect of it. You know, maybe I need to think a little bit more about what I'm doing here. And, and that was one of, the, um, one of the effects in the UK. That's a very significant amount. And, and, before, yeah. and before we switch gears a little bit, because I do want to, because our whole show is about change and, and taking a chance. And, a guy, and and one of the things that Lindsay wanted to talk to you guys about was what was it like to take a chance to move from the UK and give up your 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 your, your 
corporate jobs and come here. But I do, you, you hit on an interesting point. COVID is a disease of, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm going to give a caveat that I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the radio, on my podcast. Um, but COVID is a disease of inflammation. And it's very interesting that doctors like really push, the, and I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I got three booster shots and still got COVID like six times. Lindsay got the worst shot that you could get. Johnson Johnson got COVID once, but she's been vegan longer than me. Um, but it's really interesting that COVID is a disease of inflammation and eating meat and dairy to your point, Simon, probably, and that's probably why the meat consumption went down, causes inflammation. Yet no doctor, yet very few doctors said, hey, that, that stuff that you're eating that's causing the inflammation, that milk, that cheese, that meat, stop eating it. No one said that. We're taught about how we have many systems that relate to each other and we're like a car. And all mechanics know that if you don't put the right fuel in a car, it's not going to run properly. But we're 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 hardly ever told that by health professionals to to be proactive and take control of our health. And I don't know whether that's just because it's so much easier to write a write a script for somebody and send them on their way rather than doing the work and setting targets and having to see people come back and report back to you. I think that they make a little money when they write a prescription, right? All the pharmaceutical companies and it becomes, it becomes a financial thing for them. My physician is actually not vegan, but he's Indian and he's about 90% vegan. And he always says that my blood panel is like his patients that are taking medication for everything. He's like, I wish all of my patients would do what you do. And you know, it speaks for itself. And Cleve will tell you, I mean, he's only been vegan for a month and I don't even know what made him finally take the plunge, but he feels so much better. And he had some nagging weight around the middle and it just disappeared. What's what I found interesting about going vegan and making some changes in the last uh, two months, men barely compliment men. This level of confidence that you guys listening, when I compliment this beautiful man, Simon, because he's a beautiful man and, and heart and soul is very rare. But I've had like the most manliest of men come up to me at work and be like, bro, what are you doing? You look amazing. And, so, and he's a vain bastard. So he loves well, that. Simon knows. Simon knows. Go ahead, Simon. You were getting ready to say something. No, well, I don't know why I was going to say that. I mean, you know, it, 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 I do. I mean, I personally, I feel, uh, you know, a lot, a lot healthier than I ever did. And it's not until you, you really think about what, what you, what you're doing. Uh, you know, in some depth. I mean, one thing I can say is that the the year or so before we both went vegan, um, as I said earlier, we, I kind of backed off some of my uh, my earlier favorites like uh, steak and pork ribs. Um, and then as we got a bit more familiar and I felt probably a little bit more comfortable in the relationship, getting a bit cocky about everything, uh, there were two two instances, one where I had steak, I ordered steak at a restaurant, and, then, and another where I ordered uh, pork ribs, and I was actually unwell after both of those those uh, incidents, and that that was the first thought in the back of my head is, well, hang on, is what I'm putting into my body not really doing me any good, and, and clearly it, it wasn't, and, um, you know, and, and then when then when I finally went vegan, uh, it, it seemed to have changed permanently and fundamentally a number of a number of ailments that I, I you know I've been been 
uh, you know, ha- uh, suffering from for many, many years. So it clearly does, it clearly had a physical impact on me, which in turn does help your overall feeling of self-confidence. Uh, it, it, I, you know, I, I can't really see that there's any argument against it. The only thing is, I would say, if, if you're planning to do this, make sure you plan it thoroughly and, and stick to it. Because I think, you know, you can overcome the doubt uh, pretty easily. I certainly did. But as I said earlier, primarily because, you know, my wife is such a good cook. The best. Uh, one of the best. One yeah. of the best. She's, her, her and Lindsay are like neck and neck. <laughs> you, you know, I ordered the, what did I get? What was I getting? I'm a sandwich man. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the, tell, tell, tell. I can't remember. You had like, the, the, you always every day eat the, what is it called? The no piggies. Eggy tofu sandwich. <laughs> Breakfast sandwich, yeah. And, and I now have to, like, every time we go to Wegmans, he's like, get me the no piggy. Get me, make Miranda's sandwich. Get the no piggy. <laughs> it's almost as good as Miranda's, but not, not, not quite. Yeah, because he uses the just egg flat, not the uh, eggy tofu. He Because I don't really make it for him. He makes it for himself. It also doesn't have the sauce on it that you love. So He loves a condiment. Cleve loves a condiment. I'm a ketchup. I'm a ketchup. Vegan mayo, uh, all the all those terrible things. But I'm going to kick it back to Lindsay. But we want to change gears a little bit and then talk about what was it like to transition from your corporate jobs to actually open a vegan inn um, in a because you guys not only you left the UK, like you came to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So tell us about that. Go ahead. I'll let Lynn's direct Yeah, just tell us a little bit about what that was like. I mean, it couldn't have been easy, right, to just kind of shut down your life in one place and start over somewhere else. It's pretty terrifying, really. Um, I'm perfectly honest. I think I just felt in a constant state of uh, anxiety. Not to the level of not functioning, but, you know, when you just feel inside, butterflies and stuff. Um, not, yeah, and, and we had to do it so quickly. Yeah, we, we, did, we did do it so quickly. Literally, it was two months, two months from when we came over and did... Uh, a reconnaissance. We did a road trip between Toronto and Boston. Uh, we spent about four days in country, and we looked at a number of bed and breakfasts. Got to Boston and had to make a decision whether were, were we actually going to do this. Um, we made an offer. It was accepted on the basis that we had to do it quickly, which suited us because we sold two houses, quit two jobs, uh, and we were, you know, we were really. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sold three properties, um, and. Um, you know, we we burnt our boats in the UK, so we you know we were we were ready to move into a bed and breakfast. That sounds like we're on the run. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reward? <laughs> yeah. Interpol, where are you? Uh, it just, I mean, so we were, just to clarify, so we had made the decision to buy a bed and breakfast in the UK, and we were let down right at the very last minute. We'd already committed ourselves to selling these houses quitting these jobs. So we had to do something in a hurry. And we knew, well, we did, you know, we did look in the UK, uh, but we knew there was nothing and we couldn't afford to wait. So the United States is very much a, a hasty plan B. Um, and I think probably the whole thing was then thrown into uh, further disarray by the fact that we were, I think we were here for five weeks um, after, we, well, after we actually closed on the purchase of the end. 
before everything was shut down because of COVID. So, um, you know, it literally was overtaken, if you like, by overall uncertainty as to what, what on earth is going on. You know, if you remember, New York was the epicenter here in the United States of the yeah. initial in, uh, infection. Um, and, and so, well, I, you know, I just think those thoughts kind of overtook any doubts of, that we might have had. Um, and actually, you know, in hindsight, we were extraordinarily lucky that we made this decision when we made it and we, you know, how quickly we affected it. So I think that's given us a, a lot of comfort that, you know, overall, we, we very luckily made a really good move. That also, I'm wondering, like, so what was it like? You buy this in, and then everything is shut down. You couldn't even have guests. No. Yeah, let, 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 I want to hear Miranda's point of view on that. So, what was that like, Miranda? That seems like that was a scary time. And so, what what was that like? Well, we it was like being in a in a a Hollywood blockbuster or a dystopian nightmare. It was. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty raw anyway, wasn't it? You know, boxing up three houses and fitting them into a 20-foot-long uh, metal box to be shipped across here. You know, putting my dad on a plane to somewhere and picking him up later after we'd moved here. Somewhere, Las Vegas. Yeah, I know, I don't know why. <laughs> Las Vegas is somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and then... You kind of you hold it, hold yourself together. You think, oh, you're going to see people all of the time, and everything's going to be fine, and the world's a small place. And then actually, the world isn't a small place. Thank, thank goodness for the technology. But you know, you you you're totally isolated here in a country that you believe you know really well because we're very similar, but we're very different. No, um, because in the UK, you can't get shot just going to go go shopping, but in America, you probably will get shot. Yeah. 
weren't allowed to see people from more than two households. You could only see six people if you were blood related to them. I mean, it's Unless she was a prime minister, of course. Well, what if you were Boris? Well, you were Boris Johnson, you could have a party on Downing Street anytime you wanted. <laughs> Boris, big party. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, yeah. I always forget how cheeky you two are. But also, what a great area to be in, right? I mean, for us, we you know live in the city. We're in such an urban area, and we are tired of it. I think as we get older, we wish we bought a house somewhere else, but Cleve does work in the city. So he has to yep. do the traveling in and out every day. But we always say, like, hey, like we just need to do something up further. And so actually today it was funny. Before we go on to our next question, I said to him, I'm going to take this plant-based cooking class at Lake Lake Cordon Bleu. And I'm going to go sell food at a farmer's market in the Finger Lakes. But, but, but well, the reason why we decided to have you guys on, besides that we love you both very much, and we probably knew you over the course of several lifetimes, and thankfully we got to meet you again this lifetime, is that you guys literally are the theme of what our show is about, right? Which is taking a chance and taking a, and, and making a significant change in your life. And and it, it, it took a lot of gumption, that's a, a very American word, an old word, um, to leave the UK, to come to Hammondsport, New York, to open a business. And so that's not only inspirational, it's inspirational. Um, and it makes me think about how I can change because I'm somebody who's like kind of looking to get out of corporate America and you guys both got out of, you know, it's, it's, it's the UK, but you guys both got out of that hamster wheel and you took a chance and you made something that was um, uniquely your own, a vegan bed and breakfast in the middle of Hammondsport, New York. And so I want to salute you guys for that, you know, as we, as we come to the close of this interview. Yeah, and I think, though, that change is scary, isn't it? But what's the worst that can happen, really? I just thought that, you know, what's the worst that can happen? We don't like it. We don't have to do it forever. Nothing forever. Yeah, Yeah. And, you know, we've we've, we've got each other. (laughs) That is right. We always say that, too. In a couple of years, when we have no kids at home, you'll find us on an island somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. so as we get to um as we're wrapping up and thank you because we're we're we're, oh well we've had you guys on for a while and i know you're half full tonight so i want to thank you for that time but tell us where we can find you well we the the inn is called the black sheep inn and uh the website for it is stayblacksheepin.com we're on facebook and instagram oh yeah black sheep inn and spa Spa on both of those yeah and you'll always find me in the that's <laughs> you'll always be in the kitchen and Simon will always be talking. And, and, and Simon, because I love you, I want you to uh, also talk about your bed. Like, where can we find out more about your bed? You know, I know you guys recently went to a Duran Duran concert, which is one of my favorite groups from the 80s. But I think Swill is probably, you know, is equally as good. So where can we find out more about your music and, and, and about your upcoming album release? Well, sadly, um, we, we didn't quite make it as big as uh, Duran Duran, but oh, give, it, give it a bit of time. So the band was uh, the band's based in Buffalo, and uh, they've been going since uh, 2010. Uh, as you know, I've only joined them about a year ago, um, but they've got four albums out already. Two of those are on Spotify, um, and the last album that they released uh, they released in 2022, and that's called Turn the Lights Back On. Uh, so you can, you can get, certainly get that on Spotify. I think it's, it could be on some of the other uh, online 
uh, outlet. Oh, we'll put but, a link um, here. Yeah, send us send us a link, and we'll put it on our website, and folks can uh, listen to more of 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 the boy band. Yeah, and 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 one more question I have for you guys, because you know we still have one teenager at home, but like I always want to come up there. Do you have, ever have kids at the end, or like you know teenagers who behave adult like? Yeah, over over the age of twelve, we say just so that it's um, it doesn't spoil the romance. For people who've got babysitters for small children. Yeah, well, our, our daughter likes to not engage with us at all, so she's happy if we do our thing and leave her alone all day. So, so don't don't hang up yet. Um, I'm I'm going to stop recording in a minute, but I do want to just thank you so much for your for your time. Yeah, um, this was great. This was great. You, you guys are literally our first guests, um, and I think you guys did it. And our favorite place to stay. I always say, like, when we come home after Labor Day weekend, we were there for, what, four nights? And I was like, I could have stayed here, like, a good week or two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're fishing for a discount. Okay. You, you I, I don't even for... want the discount. I just want someone to cook me breakfast every day, Simon. We will pay full price. <laughs> glad we Brooklyn. <laughs> We're in the Bronx, Simon. Come on. I'm originally from Brooklyn. No, I'm originally from Brooklyn. So oh, Cleve is, yeah. yeah. But no, I just want someone to fill my coffee cup and give me, you know, Oatly Barista Blend and make me a vegan breakfast every day. And I'm happy because Cleve, I've asked him every day if he's going to set the coffee pot for me and he just doesn't do it. Never. Um, but, <laughs> but, but we want to thank you guys. And for once again, uh, anybody who's interested in staying in the best uh, vegan uh, and you don't even have to be vegan. Listen, the Black the, Sheep Inn and Spa the, in Hammondsport, New York. There you go. There you go. But thank you guys for for um, for for taking the time to talk to us. Um, and we'll see you soon. Wow, what a great conversation with Simon and Miranda. I always forget how much I enjoy their company. Because you and Simon are so alike. Very. You much both alike. love to talk. Bald, handsome. He might be... And very chatty. And very chatty. Chatty AF. I'm going to keep it PG. But it's all right. I always say, your kryptonite and your superpower are the same thing. And you know what? Simon is very entertaining for the guests, right? And he has lots of great suggestions about what to do in the area. And people love your talking. I don't always love it so much (laughs) because I sometimes like you to just be quiet. Well, I'm learning. I'm learning. um, I actually played one of my... uh, I'm I'm, I'm becoming a therapist and I actually played uh, uh, one of my recordings for the class and everyone was like, oh my God, you're an amazing therapist because you were so quiet. And so as one of my colleagues likes to say, it is using the economy of words. But wasn't it really interesting to listen to them to talk about how they changed their lives? I mean, it was a big jump for them to come from the UK to the United States and during the pandemic. And and one of the main central themes of the show, the central theme of the show is about taking a chance. And I think Simon and Miranda like really um, exemplify, you know, what it is to to, to be the, um, the 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 devil you don't know, and you know, in coming across from the UK and opening a business and leaving all leaving literally leaving the world behind. What are your thoughts on that? No, I definitely think that's a huge challenge, and especially in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah, right. That they were able to like come here, they moved here, and then everything was shut down, and they really they bought a business and then didn't have a business essentially for a period of time. Um, but I think what's really great about them is that they've both overcome so many challenges, right? Not only just kind of transitioning to being vegan, but then having this business. And 
I would imagine that every day that you have guests is a challenge, yeah. right? When you own a business like that, because you don't know how people are going to react to your hospitality and to your food and Right. Every day there's something that comes with that. And also the challenge of a marriage, right? That for both of them, we didn't get into it and we definitely would love to have them back on, but they're both on their second, you know, they're both on a second marriage and they're both, um, have, have children. And it's kind of like us where it's like, well, second marriage is different, right? It's like you get to write your second draft. That's what I always say. Your first draft kind of sucked. Mine did. Yours? Uh, It was interesting. It kind of was different. But you can rewrite your, you know, your like life in a second draft. And And I think Simon and Miranda exemplify that, right? Where he's left a corporate world. Do we exemplify that? I think we exemplify it too. All right. So focus right here where it's at. Yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I always... I always focus, but I'm wrong. Um, but it was so many interesting topics, right? And and one of behave because my dad's now about to listen oh to this Lord, on his Florida bike rides. I don't know why you told him to listen, but one of the interesting <laughs> things, and fellas, I want you to point. I I, I want to really t- just just hit the nail on the head for for anybody who's still listening at this point. Is you have two women that talked about the importance of veganism. And erections um, and the importance. And so, listen, if you are I, I said it last week and I said it in the earlier podcast, if put the put the Cialis down, put the Viagra down, pick up that carrot. Right. Um, and so 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 just listen. So just listen. But it was a great episode. I'm really glad they had them. We had them on uh, once again. They are at the black. But sheet. Seriously, mm-hmm. eat a Beyond Burger if you need a burger. Yeah. yeah like, so- right. I mean, there's such good vegan cheese out there. Let's just talk about that briefly for one minute. Yeah, that was the big thing. Thing that Miranda and Simon separate is people have so much trouble getting rid of cheese because cheese is addicting. There's like a chemical in cheese that makes it so addicting. But I just ordered us a cheese box. Here's a promotion for Rebel Cheese in, Rebel Texas. Cheese in Texas. But I just orders, ordered us a Friendsgiving or a Thanksgiving cheese box of all vegan cheese for Thanksgiving with all the accoutrements. And that's what we're going to have as an appetizer when all the kids come over, if you ever invite them. I'm going to invite them, but I hold on. I want to do... I, I don't do. think you want them to come. No, I do. I do. We're you have don't because you hate entertaining people. And then when they come, you're going to be like, oh, it's time for you to leave. But I want to say that I just ordered this amazing vegan cheese box and you like cheese. So Love tell cheese. me. Regular cheese kills you, but yes. how much do you love the Rebel Cheese? Yeah, Rebel Cheese is great. And if you are in the New York area, Lindsay, can you tell uh, the folks where they should get their cheese from? Well, you can even get Rebel Cheese in the Essex market, but Riverdale Cheese, that whole vegan cheese store, I think they used to have a shop in Brooklyn, but now they might just be in the Riverdale um, Cheese in the Essex market on Essex Street yep. downtown. But they have a hundred different brands of vegan cheese and crackers and like salamis made out of seitan and out of figs and nuts and all this stuff. And it's so good. And who the fuck needs that? Like brie shit when you can get vegan (laughs) brie. Seriously, it's so good. And the kids eat it and nobody would even know. Like if you put that on the table for Thanksgiving and made a cheese plate, nobody would even know that it's vegan. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. But I I, I think. And I didn't tell you this yet, but now I'm going to announce it here that this weekend I'm actually making Uh a sample Thanksgiving because I want to try out this 
seitan turkey roast that's wrapped in a puff pastry with like a walnut mushroom paste in it. And I actually bought all the stuff today in the Asian market, funnily enough, because they had a puff pastry that was vegan there. But that's what I'm doing this weekend for you for dinner because I want you to test it out before the family comes over. In, in the words of my oldest son, our oldest son, yum, and he's 27. Who, huh? does that. Yes, he still oh, does I love that. Him. Yum. Yeah, because your kids can eat, so I need to be like, I have to test that roast out and make like 10 of them. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good. But it's, it's going to be fun. And if you would actually invite them. I have, maybe... And your mom and her new boyfriend. Maybe. I don't know. Well, her new, let's quote, boyfriend. Because he's a, he's, she would never admit. He's, but he, she enjoys his company. And that could be a whole other episode, oh, actually, be, right? But That can be a whole other But Thanksgiving episode. is is coming. And we're having our Thanksgiving yeah. cheese box from Rebel Cheese in Texas with all yeah. the accoutrements. Accoutre- and, accoutrement. Yeah. I, I learned, uh, so before we go, and we're going to have a bunch of exciting episodes coming up, we're going to talk about travel. But when we were in Guadeloupe, which is a French island, I learned French there because... No, he didn't learn French <laughs> there. We're going to talk about that in our travel episode. He speaks better French when he drinks rum. That's right. Anyway, let's yeah. end it here. Let's we'll end it here. We will talk to you next week. Let's talk about travel next time. Oh, wait, wait. No, I thought we were going to talk about boundaries. No, let's talk about travel. Okay, so I next- travel is very funny. Our travel stories are very funny. So next week, we will talk about travel, and maybe we can get one of our friends to come on. Because you're like a super scared traveler, and I am so comfortable that it makes you- uncomfortable. So you are so out of your comfort zone every time we go on vacation. Lindsay, I'm going to give you the chance. I always like to close the show, but I'm going to let you close the show. Tell the folks where they can contact us. Get to know the devil at gmail.com. And this has been another favorite. This has been another episode of your favorite podcast, which is the devil you don't know. And thank you very much. Mm-hmm. 그런 거랑 차이가 mm-hmm.